Hi, I'm Peter Mullen from Mullen Natural Health Centre. Have you ever thought about coming to see a naturopath but weren't sure if we could help? Why not try our free 15-minute phone consultations? Call 4961 4075 or go to mullenhealth.com.au for details. Peter Mullen, what have you done to me this afternoon? We've got a couple of dudes. No, no, I'm sorry. You've got a couple of dudes talking about pregnancy today. That's just lovely. Yes, and how to have the healthiest pregnancy possible. Well, you may have a little bit more experience in that area than I have. That is our topic for today. Well, actually, actually, it is something I've gotten in trouble with over the years when um, I might be out with my wife somewhere walking oh, down the street. Of course and you have. Come across a, a patient maybe with her husband and, and she'll you know, proudly tell me that this is the man that got me pregnant. <laughs> So that has got me in trouble a couple of times. Fair enough. This time around, Peter, we're having a look at preparing yourself for pregnancy and doing it naturally. Now, I I guess, Peter, we have to start by before someone does get pregnant, we want to look at the lead up to that over the, the, the couple of months before that. So we're going back in time a little bit. How's the best way for couples to prepare? Well, it's one of those um, interesting stories like how, you know, I've often said on this show before how health, and this is just my observations, but how health seems to change. I know when um, when my wife and I have, were deciding to have a baby and, and have Matthew, our firstborn, um, how we worked out when we were going to start to try and consciously to conceive, we counted forward to what we thought would be a nice month for the baby to be born. I think we chose September, and then we counted back nine months. So we didn't even have a concept in our mind that we wouldn't be able to fall pregnant Straight away. So it was one hell of a New Year's Eve party. <laughs> so what, 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 what was the? I'm just I'm just curious. What was the design behind September? Why was that a? Why did you choose that? Time? Um, I I don't know actually in hindsight, yeah. but I think Dana didn't didn't mind being pregnant through winter and didn't want to be pregnant over summer. That makes sense. A lot of sense. But the interesting thing. So back in our day, you know, when you when you worked out, like infertility was was still an issue, but it wasn't the issue it seems to be today. So this day and age, so back then the average time to take to fall pregnant was I think zero to six months, whereas now it can be you know eighteen months to three years. So what do you put that change down to? Well, I, I sort of think there's got to be something going on. I think it's on. A, a lot of things. I think mm-hmm. um, our cell health, and when you think about um, fertility, fertility's all, all all got to do with the health of one egg from the mother and one sperm from the father. So like any other cells in our body, they can all be affected by toxins, um, stress. Um, whole range of things that can interfere with that process. So, and I think, um, um, and that's why we're probably seeing such an increase in IVF babies and you know, and young couples that, for no real reason that show that can be tested for or shows up, that are having difficulty falling pregnant. So, I think it's a bit to do with just that our general health these days is a bit more tricky and complex than maybe what it was. So, if if you are looking to uh, start a family, how's the best way to sort of try and combat some of those potential? Um, dilemmas well again there's it's this concept around um there's there's emerging research that that if you're if you're considering falling pregnant there's emerging research that um things like taking a probiotic through your pregnancy can help reduce the risk of your child developing allergies and we all know that allergies are on the increase you know nut free schools and all of this stuff wasn't around when we were kids um taking fish oil can benefit um the baby's health again regarding their immune system long term so we're a lot more conscious that there are, rather than just the old concept was that when you go to fall pregnant and have a baby, you just need to take folic acid, mm. you know, and that the neural tube closes on day 23 or whatever. And, you know, that if you didn't take folic acid, the neural tube, you'd end up with spina bifida or issues. Mm. However, you know, yeah. from our point of view, it's not just things like um, folic acid. Like, obviously, 
your whole range of nutrition has an impact upon the baby's health. So this concept came around of what we call preconception care. So the idea is that for four months prior to even consciously trying to conceive, you get your health, or you get there even prior to that four months, you, you, you do a detox, you do a cleanse, you get your health in the best possible shape, mm-hmm. you maintain that good health for the four months. And the reason we choose four months is that our men's sperm take four months to fully mature from the immature spermatozoite to the ready-to-go sperm. So interestingly, um, you know, infertility these days, for a long time infertility was put down to being mostly to do with women's health. But now, you know, upwards of 50 or even over 50% of infertility these days may be actually to do with men's health and men's sperm. Because over that four-month period, if, if the men... If the man, you know, drinks a lot of alcohol, even, you know, even as little as two cups a day of coffee through that time period can decrease your risk of falling pregnant. So there's a lot of things that can happen, and particularly from a male point of view, mm. that may contribute to infertility. That's interesting, Peter, because, you know, history tells us that, yeah, consumption of alcohol usually ends up with a lot of pregnancies taking place, but you're telling us that's not necessarily the story. So from a guy's point of view then, if we're at least half of the uh, half of the causes, what should gentlemen be doing that are looking to uh, start their family? Well, again, the, this whole concept, and we'll go through, you know, some of the check- checklists to go through when you're, if you're getting ready to have a healthy family. But um, for guys particularly, you know, for the four months prior, um, no alcohol, cut coffee right back if not out altogether. Um, obviously, if they're smoking, no no smoking because that you know puts toxins in every cell. Um, getting their weight down to the ideal weight, like all the general health tips that we think of. You know, getting the diet really clean. Um, yeah, getting the best possible health. And with men, I always recommend to get onto um, like a zinc, really important for sperm health. Uh, vitamin C really makes a big difference as an antioxidant and you know, and and from part of the, I guess, preparation for for pregnancy these days, I recommend that you know men prior to conception, um, or maybe after a short period of time, actually get a sperm count and just see where their sperm health is up to, because you don't want to be six months in and then find out that your partner's got um, sperms with two heads or. You know, oh dear. Okay. Fair abnormal. enough. Normal. Couple of dudes talking about preparing for pregnancy naturally. <laughs> what do you think, Peter? We well, can, think, we can take think, this on the road for sure. I think it's not too late for you. <laughs> no, we've been down that road before. We, okay. You tried that. We tried we'll that. that one. It's we'll not going to happen. Not gonna happen go. now. All it's right. not going to happen. Right. Look, if, if those are thinking to start a family, um, yep. what are some of the things that they should be doing? Because you mentioned before that four-month window to sort of get yourself sort of in training, I guess, and prepared. Absolutely. What are some of the key things to look out for? And well, keep in mind, like, so with that four month prior, like, what we'd do if, if a patient came to see a naturopath is we'd put them through, we'd do some, find out where their health's up to, correct deficiencies, um, get their diet as healthy as we possibly can, trying to re- remove the things that, you know, interfere with cell health, like alcohol, cigarettes, coffee, um, lots of water, off additives, preservatives. So basically a whole health makeup. And then you want to maintain that for the four months. And, this concept of consciously being as healthy as you can before conception is something that's really, really vital. Well, you want to give the, the, the baby a, a fighting chance, don't you? Absolutely. And, and our, unfortunately, our kids' health statistically is going, you know, not that great. So we, we do have the impact. We, we can impact three generations ahead. So if, kids, if parents having kids these days really make the most to have their kids healthy, those kids make the most to have healthy kids, then we'll actually hopefully try and turn this tide of, 
you know, increased allergies and intolerances and behavioural issues and autism, hopefully turn that around. But unless, so it all starts with the, this preconception care and having the healthiest babies possibly. So a bit of a tick list. So if you've done your, your four months preconception, and um, if you're keen, I'd recommend seeing a practitioner get some guidance on how to do that. What about exercise? Is that something that should formulate part of this as well? Well, just as a bit of a tick list, we usually go with people as, you know, either part of the four, four months preparation or even before that. Um, exercising regularly, um, 30 minutes, five times a week. Um, exercise is, as I've said on this show before, it's so, it's so interesting with exercise. Like, it, There's nothing you can do that will have such an impact upon every single cell in your body in 45 minutes than 30 to 45 minutes of exercise. So it increases oxygenation, produces endorphins. Like, It, it, it is the most important thing. So if you want to have a healthy pregnancy, the fitter you are going into it, obviously that's going to help. So exercise is key. Um, from a conception point of view, achieving a healthy body composition, common sense. But um, a lot more girls I'm seeing these days have polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is associated with weight gain, insulin resistance and infertility. So getting the body composition healthy, you know, losing some body fat before you fall pregnant um, and reducing your stress. You know, a big factor these days with young ones trying to fall pregnant, and particularly if they're a high achiever, is they put so much pressure and stress on themselves about the about falling pregnant. It's interesting. One of the things I do they psych a lot, themselves out of the game. Absolutely, but a lot of a lot of women don't. It, this sounds silly, but to to fall pregnant successfully, you kind of need to understand your body. If you're having trouble falling pregnant, you've only got about a, a three, maximum five, but I'd err on the side. You've only got a three-day window of opportunity to actually conceive in. Okay. Five if everything's going well, but three otherwise. So a lot of people don't get that, that you know, if you're having trouble, you really need to time your conception attempts as close as possible to your ovulation. It's it's kind of like you see on a lot it's of com- a t- com- so you imagine t- how stress how yeah. stressful that is adding to the spontaneity of it all. But you see a lot of times on the on the comedy TV shows, the guy gets the call at work. It's like no now now it's come, <laughs> right now come home. It's happening now. So, so it really is like that, isn't it? It is, and you, it's a fine line between fine line between um, trying to reduce your stress, but then trying to maximise your your potential too. <laughs> Okay, it's an interesting way of looking at it. With exercise, you mentioned a moment ago, Peter, at what point does exercise become something that uh, ladies that have fallen pregnant may need to back off on? Because I've seen people in the gym and there's been ladies that look like they could have a baby like yesterday and they are still just going hard at it on the treadmill and exercising. Is there a point from your experience where it might be time to just back off a little bit? Yeah, look, absolutely. You know, the original theory used to be that um, whatever you're doing when you're four pregnant is fine to continue when you are pregnant. However, at certain stages in the pregnancy, um, women's um, like pelvic pelvic girdle relaxes, ligaments and tendons relax. So you don't want to be doing the same hardcore exercises or resistance type stuff when you're starting to soften and relax and get ready to deliver. So yeah, you do have to to pair your exercise with where your body's up to in preparing for the pregnancy. Not many ladies will be happy to hear that, Peter. <laughs> also, a couple of obvious ones, cutting down on dangerous fats. So, you know, give the donuts, biscuits and lollies a bit of a miss and get that vitamin E up. Yeah, vitamin E. So vitamin E is um, crucial for the lining of the uterus. Um, vitamin E is really important for mucus production as well, which helps with conception if, the, if you've got good, healthy mucus production. Um, and vitamin E is also a really good... Um, uh, antioxidant 
um, helps may help to prevent miscarriage in women that have reoccurring miscarriages. So yeah, vitamin D is one of the supplements we'd always recommend. Peter, just having a look through your little book there, are you st- still trying to learn about this stuff today? You still no, you're I was still just going? looking for a little interesting snippet that I might have shared with you, but I couldn't find. I couldn't it, find so. anything. Oh, we'll have to stick to the facts. And look, this afternoon, if you just joined us, Peter's talking about preparing for pregnancy naturally. And uh, we have gone through the program without laughing at all, not even once. No little <laughs> you've done, giggles. You've done very well. Yeah, very well. it's a surprise for me, trust me, and everybody else. Look, uh, a couple of important things. We get serious for a moment that if you are looking to uh, get pregnant, uh, how important is having an STD check? Can you take us through that? Yeah, absolutely. Because, uh, like, again, um, uh, subclinical um, pelvic infections or STDs can be a, a big cause for um, couples having infertility. And if you don't get checked out, like sometimes these things can sit under the under the radar and not be obvious. So yeah, having an STD check is there anything prior in that wo- anything really important? Anything in that world that can also have implications for the baby? Uh, look, I think that it's probably more from an infertility point of view. Sure. I think you'll just have more trouble conceiving. But um, you know, even these days, like when before babies are born, they often do like a a, a vaginal swab of the mother looking for strep infection. Okay. So yeah, so there's a lot of things, and that can interfere with the that can affect the baby when the baby then gets born soon after that. So yeah, I think I think that generally there's a lot more concern about these sorts of things these days, and getting checks are relatively easy, non-invasive, fairly non-invasive thing to do. A couple of other things that you should be getting some of, and that's some vitamin D. Yeah, look, absolutely, vitamin D when you're pregnant, getting a little sunshine before and while you're pregnant can. Again, reduce the risk of pregnancy complications, particularly preeclampsia or elevated blood pressure and even um, type 1 diabetes possibly as well. So, yeah, sun exposure is important. Um, key nutrients, uh, I always recommend like a, a pregnancy um, multi for both mum and dad, particularly prior for dad. Um, and the male always, you know, extra zinc as well, essential fatty acids, um, CoQ10. Um, I always recommend a probiotic through pregnancy. That's really important because particularly in the last trimester, the most important thing a mother can do is make sure that her um, bacterial balance through her gut and through her vaginal canal is all as healthy as possible because that's the baby's first inoculation with good bacteria. So, And that plays, seems to play a major role in set, the baby setting up its whole gut and immune system ongoing as well. So probiotic in the later part, um, fish oil, um, through pregnancy as well, and really keeping on top of checking your iron and zinc is absolutely critical through pregnancy. So they're all the things that we should be doing. Um, things to avoid, got another checklist for it. You've mentioned cutting out the caffeine, the cigarettes and the alcohol, but dairy and gluten are another couple. Yeah, look, for some people, dairy, particularly if you're dairy intolerant or gluten intolerant, you want to try and reduce these foods because they do increase inflammation in the body. Cow's milk does have a lot of hormones in it, so you're trying to fall pregnant you want to see where your own hormones are up to. You don't want to be drinking a lot of cow's milk as well. Um, and unfermented soy, like we talked before about genetically modified or mm. processed soy that's not being fermented, that, you know, there is some phytos- concerns about phytoestrogens and et cetera, et cetera. So you want to make sure, again, your diet's as low inflammatory and healthy as possible. And the most important thing, try not to stress. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> And um, that's a big, that's a really big factor, particularly for a lot of young ones coming through these days, because there is so much pressure and time pressure, and yeah, so you've kind of got to go about it in a relaxed manner. 
something like that anyway. <laughs> Thank you, Peter. Look, we've, we've done it. We've made it all the way through our pregnancy talk today. We have. I'm we surprised. Have. And, you know, another really interesting topic we might do down the track is actually how to have as healthy a pregnancy as possible naturally. It kind of makes sense. It's, it's the next step, isn't it? Next stage. All righty, Peter, a couple of talks that are coming up. One that uh, has been booked out for this afternoon is uh, Natural Remedies for Thyroid Health. Yep, we've got a thyroid um, free talk on tonight. David Marston, one of our naturopaths, is doing on thyroid health, but um, unfortunately that one's booked out for now. The next two, though, there are some limited seating available. We move to the 14th of November. Yeah, 14th of number, November would be very interesting. It's um, one of our pranks, Kate Williams, is one of the only... There's a couple, but she's one of the only um, GAPS qualified practitioners in Newcastle. So she'll be talking about the GAPS diet. Traditionally, it's been thought of the GAPS diet as only you know more for kids with, with autism, ADD, ADHD, etc. But um, a lot of stuff coming out about the GAPS diet and for adults, particularly with autoimmune conditions. So really, the GAPS diet is beneficial for anyone that has you know, serious gut issues, autoimmune conditions, and even, you know, anxiety and depression in adults, definitely autism and, and ADD and ADHD in kids. So that's a really good talk. And then 21st of November, natural remedies for um, helping people to have a healthy prostate. Okay, so uh, lots of great information there. If you'd like some details or to book for some of these talks, head to mullenhealth.com.au and you'll also be able to catch a podcast of this program later today at 2NURFM.com. Next week on the radio, Peter, it's gluten-free bread alternatives. So we look forward to that. Absolutely, and um, it's, a, it's a big area these days and I want to go over a little bit about the whole, this whole gluten thing because a lot of people think that it's you know, more, more myth than fact but there is some interesting stuff that will have on not just about the alternatives but for some people why getting off gluten can really make a big difference with their health. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.